So this parasha talks about the Mishkan, and the first vessel the Torah discusses is the Oren, where the Luchas were in Sefer Torah. The Oren represents the Torah. We know there was something very unusual about the Oren. The Oren was a physical object with limited dimensions. It had certain dimensions described in the Torah, and the room it was placed in, in the Kedosh Kedoshim was also limited by space. It has ten Amas by ten Amas. Yet it seemed that the Oren, in as the Gemara says, it didn't take up any space. It, it was a fi- physical, finite object with space and dimensions, and yet it didn't seem to occupy space because when you measured uh, from the edge of the Oren to the wall, it was five Amas, and from the other side of the Oren to the wall was again five Amas. Yet when you measured the entire wall, it was only ten Amas, as if the Oren didn't take any space. So what is the meaning behind it? Why does Hashem do such a miracle? So the Rebbe explains it's symptomatic of the whole Indian of Torah. The Gemara tells us that in the first Perik in Tehillim, David HaMelech says, Ashra Ish, fortunate is the person who beteres Hashem cheftzai, he, his desire and his joy is in studying the Torah of Hashem. And then he continues, And in his Torah, He toils day and night. What is again, It says Torah Hashem. What means Torah Hashem Cheftzai? So why does he say again, So normally, we interpret to mean Hashem's Torah. But the Rav says in the that Teirosa means the person's Teirah. The Mitchila Nikras al Shemeshel Kolshbochu. When the Teirah is given to us, before we start actually learning, before we make the Teirah assimilate with our thinking, with our mind, with our understanding, the Teirah is Hashem's Teirah. Once we start learning the Teirah, and we really work hard at trying to internalize the Teirah, to resonate with our thinking, with our sensibilities, that's when the Teirah becomes ours. We own the Teirah. And we have a locha based on that uh, in the Gemara and Kiddushin that a Rav, a Tamat Chochem, who has been insulted by someone, if his Meichel and his Kovet, or maybe he was not giving an honor that needed to be accorded to him because of his learning, he can, he can forgive his and forgo his honor. Why is that? Because um, even though it's not him that we're worried about, we're concerned with the Torah that he learned, right? He, the greatness and the honor that is accorded uh, to such a person is the Torah that he learned. So why could he have any control and power whether to forgive the honor or not? And Chazal says, because We're talking about a scholar who had toiled and, and labored very hard in mastering the Torah. And the Torah became assimilated with him, with the person himself. And therefore, he is the Rai said it's his Torah. He mastered what the Gemara says in the way the Zara. Torah soy, it's his Torah. Nikras al Shemoy, it's it's called, it's given credit, and it's referred to him to the person who studied it. It becomes his Torah. So the Rebbe asked the question. It seems the Gemara is saying a Maila that first the Torah was Hashem's Torah, was a heavenly Torah, a celestial Torah, Torah of, of a godly Torah beyond the human, the human realm. 
Then Hashem lowered the Torah and allowed us to understand it right? by dressing it in logical uh, ideas. And that allowed the person, through studying it, that it becomes his, that it can resonate with his mind, with his thinking, and he becomes the owner. So much so, there's Allah, he can forgive his honor. In essence, it would seem that this is actually not a, a virtue. It's actually a liability to say that the Torah is Torah Hashem. And then it was lowered uh, to a level, a mundane level of a human, of human thinking. That, what's so great about it? Seems like a decline in value of the Torah. Says the Rebbe, that's not true. It's the opposite. When we say that the Torah is Hashem's Torah, that means it's this pristine, divine body of knowledge that is way beyond creation. Right? Torah is on the one hand, this pristine and divine entity that is shashuim lefanov. It is God's own entertainment, recreation, so to speak. Shashuim, it is enjoyment, so to speak, right? It, it, we don't understand what that means, but we understand it is something extremely lofty and divine, way beyond the level of human comprehension. When God lowered the Torah and dressed it in human concepts so that we can study Pashas Mishpatim or the Pashas Truma and then learn the Gemara and understand it with our own minds, it is not to say that Hashem had changed the Torah. He's taking a Torah from his pristine state and then transformed it into something more mundane. Then there would be absolutely no value in that because it would be a, 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 a compromise of the value of Torah. The greatness about this statement of Rav is that the Torah, as it remains and retains its pristine state and, and its divinity, its, its, its transcendence, is being retained even while it's being dressed uh, in a, on a level of human sensibilities. That is a dichotomy that is hard for us to grasp. And Chassidus says the only one who can actually create um, a connection, a synthesis between such opposites, the Torah as it is in its most pristine state, Shashuim Lafanov, a divine body of knowledge, infinite, and being brought down and encapsulated into human understanding and, and saying that while it's encapsulated by human conception, it retains and it still remains Teiras Hashem. That's a big Chiddush. That's something that only Hashem, who is beyond limitation and has no limits and there's no contradictions, between high and low, and contradictions are not relevant to Hashem. He can make that bridge and that unification between Torah Hashem and Torah Soi. So the Torah is the Jews' Torah, but Bepinimius it's still Torah Hashem, it retained its original value. That means when a Yid learns Torah, yes, he's able to internalize it, but at the same time he's internalizing something that's infinitely greater than himself. And that's what's so special about this. And the Rebbe says that this is alluded in a, in a great statement in the Gemara and Brochus. 
The Gemara says that if somebody is unclean, his tummy, ritually unclean, a balkeri, should not worry about learning Torah. He can learn Torah. And he shouldn't worry that the Torah will be contaminated because he himself is contaminated. A person who is tummy shouldn't worry about learning Torah. Why? Because the Navi says, Hashem says, my words, the words of my Torah, are like fire. What's this comparison to fire? says, Just like fire doesn't, is not susceptible to Tumah, fire is not susceptible to the laws of Tumah because it's not something tangible. Same thing, Torah, my words, also not susceptible to Tumah. So a Jew can be Tumah and can still learn in Torah and internalize the Torah and understand it, assimilate it with his uh, reasoning and sensibilities. And at the same time, uh, it's not susceptible to the tumor that the person himself, this, the state of tumor that the person himself is in. And the reason because it's dvorai. Torah retains its original pristine character and nature even while it is wallowing in the mindset of human mundane comprehension. It, it is a dichotomy. It's an, it, it's an infinite body an infinite entity encapsulated in the finiteness of human comprehension. And this is why the Torah is immune to Tumah. Because although it becomes the Raise delay, we're able to master the Torah till it becomes part of us. At the same time, it retains its transcendent quality that its Torah Hashem is beyond creation. And that makes it immune to the un- un- uncleanliness that may have enveloped our bodies, even while we study the Torah. The Torah is not affected by it. So Torah is this dichotomy. And that's what's unique about the relationship we have with HaKadosh Baruch through Torah. We don't find it in anything else in, in, in Yiddishkeit. Such a unique connection. We can have a very intimate, internalizing uh, relationship with Torah is assimilated with us so much so that Chazal call it Torah, so it becomes my Torah. We become masters. We own the Torah. And at the same time, it, it remains divine. And the Rebbe explains in the Maimah, it's because a Nisham of a Jew is a Chelekalaka. In essence, the Torah Savaya, that dimension of Torah which is divine, is not so foreign from us. We also have a part of of divinity in us. And so it's not so far-fetched to understand how we can become masters and owners of a body which inherently still remains Torah uh, Hashem. And this will explain why the Oren is enim in Amida. The Oren reflected the true nature of Torah. It is finite and it's not finite. There's something... Um, contradictory about Torah. And that's what's unique in Limited Torah. Torah is, uh, from all the different channels we have in Yiddishkeit, mitzvahs, davening, Torah enables us, on the one hand, making Torah completely part of our own human mundane understanding, and at the same time, uh, being connected to unadulterated godliness.